Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Way. Back with you guys for another show for another episode of our Arsenal Way series in which I'm joined by uh, the Chief Correspondent over at the Chronicle for Newcastle, Lee Ryder. How are you doing, mate? Are you well? Are you good? I'm not too bad, thank you, Tom. Yeah, I'm not too bad. <laughs> it's been a it's been a crazy 24 hours for yourself. We're just having a chat off air. It's uh, it's all going off in the world of Newcastle. It's been I suppose you haven't had a many well filled nights of sleep with what's been going on since the takeover news. Of course, no, it's been pretty hectic. You know, since October the seventh, when and before when when the talk of the takeover reemerged, and basically we were, you know, working back to back and. Mm. Whenever you file one story, something else happens. But that's a you know, in some ways, it's a great time to to be covering the club because mm. it is an exciting one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think when you look at Arsenal fans, they're wishing for a takeover based upon how Arsenal's owners have have dealt with their kind of period under the club. And that that's kind of, I suppose, where I want to start. For those that have just, if you are listening in um, and you're watching this later on today, of course, we are pre-recording this, but do drop a like on the video and subscribe to the channel if you haven't done so already. The, the angle of this with so much talk around Unai Emery possibly becoming the new Newcastle United manager, although that in the last kind of few hours or so is very up and down right now. I do want to angle this towards how this links into Arsenal specifically. Uh, and Lee, I'm really curious as to your thoughts, kind of from an evergreen sense around the the idea of Unai Emery taking over as, as manager of Newcastle. When you first learned of, of this as a possibility, what was your initial reaction to it? Well, we know he's a, a proven trophy winner, but obviously the big question mark would be uh, how, how it all ended at Arsenal because from the outside looking in, it didn't, it didn't seem to, to go to plan. I think, you know, it was always going to be a big appointment for Arsenal. And sadly, it, it didn't work out from there. Now, then you get told he's got unfinished business um, in the Premier League. And, you know, Newcastle on paper would be a good place to, to, to restart. But these things are never as straightforward, are they? And uh, the, the talks... That have obviously gone on. He's obviously had some reservations about um, what the project looks like. Um, there's no sporting director in place at Newcastle at the minute, mm. so he could potentially mm. sign a contract and then have someone above him that he doesn't like or th- doesn't believe he can get on with. Uh, then there's the the Eddie Howe situation where he's obviously read headlines that say it's down to the two candidates, but. He's obviously a very clever guy because he's saying Eddie Howe's philosophy is completely different to his. So how can it be a one-size-fits-all situation? And he's obviously got reservations about the plan and he's obviously a meticulous guy. And he's obviously looked at it and said, you know, maybe this, this isn't for me at this moment in time. 
when we look at kind of the style that Newcastle want to achieve, and when I read through your own stories and, and other outlets as well, obviously Amanda Staveley wants to take Newcastle to the level of again competing for trophies and and. I don't necessarily mean emulating Manchester City, but I mean, it is a very similar path that they want to take and, and to be up there and challenging for a top four place as well. Dezunai Emery and Eddie Howe, they're very different coaches as Emery has, has devised. When you see those two as the candidates that they're running with, do you get the idea that they are looked at as kind of stepping stone points of coaches along this this journey that they want to start taking? Or do either of those coaches have the potential in your mind to take Newcastle to the level of challenging for a, a European place? Yeah, I think the suggestion was it was a three-year contract offer on the table uh, for Unai Emery. And that's a that's quite a short space of time, really, to, to go from being at the bottom of the table where we are now to getting in the Champions League. And by the way, I'm not getting carried away with myself there because mm. we are in a relegation battle. And there's, there's been a suggestion in the last hour or so that maybe it's something that could get revisited at the end of the season. At the end of the season, Newcastle could be in the Championship. He's mm. definitely mm. not going to take the job if they're in the Championship. There's no doubt about that. So from, from a Newcastle United fan's point of view, whether it's Eddie Howe or Emery or any of the other candidates, whoever comes in has to galvanise the club again. They've got to bring the fan base together. They've got to instil a bit of pride on the pitch. But ultimately, they've got 28 games to turn this thing round and Newcastle are in deep trouble. They haven't got much room for error now. They haven't won a game after 10 attempts. So... This is a serious situation and whoever comes in is risking their reputation because Newcastle could get relegated here if they're not careful. Rafa Benitez came in in 2016. Uh, there was 10 games to go and they went down that year. Uh, Alan Shearer come in in 2009 with eight games to go and they got relegated. So there's a little bit more room for manoeuvre but it is a serious situation. There's some very hard games coming up, including the trip to Arsenal um, very soon. And basically, Newcastle have to start winning games. Whoever comes in is going to have to hit the ground running. And it is a big, big ask. Unai Emery doesn't have any experience in recent times of, of managing a club that are involved in a relegation fight. And I saw a tweet that, that you put out um, as well, kind of challenging the point of view that Newcastle should be aiming at a coach specifically designed with experience of, of getting clubs out of that situation. Why is it you, you feel so strongly against that idea? Yeah, in the, in the past, you, you've seen some... I mean, Sam Allardyce is the... You know, if you're looking at in a dictionary for a relegation mm. specialist, then uh, Sam Allardyce is the guy. And Newcastle have already been down that road. They actually sacked Allardyce in 2008. And he's not popular at St James Park because not only was he unpopular the first time when he was here because of his style of football, uh, he, he then went to Sunderland and put the final nail in Newcastle's coffin and got them relegated in 2016. So... It would be a hugely, hugely underwhelming appointment. And even if he got them out of trouble, I still don't think people would be applauding from the rooftops. It's got to be the right fit for me. And I feel strongly about it because I've seen in the past Bobby Robson come in. He wasn't a relegation specialist. 
He was someone who can get the fans together, get the belief on the pitch and make people, you know, proud of the football club again. Kevin Keegan was the same. Kevin Keegan didn't have any experience as a manager in 1992 when he came in. Uh, but what he did do was the fans seen him as a messiah at the time. Mm. They believed, they had belief and that you're going to need that to get out of this situation. Someone like Eddie Howe coming in, I, I don't think he would get universal approval. I really don't. Unai Emery, for some reason, the fans fell in love with the idea yesterday. I would say 90% of the supporters liked the idea of him coming in. He's won trophies. He's been at PSG. He's done well uh, with Seville. So they see that as a, a glamorous appointment. And they, they, they believe that he could take them to at least safety. So you've got to look at it from that point of view as well. But whoever comes in, as I say, they have to hit the ground running, no matter who it is. I mean, even at Arsenal, Emery got to a European final and was only one point away from getting back into the top four that season, finishing one point behind Spurs. I think that it's obviously just a very, very different scenario from what he's he's dealt with before and 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 what ha- what is going to be happening in the next few months at least. I mean, for the short term, it's just going to be about getting that first win on the board for Newcastle is, is such a key priority. Um, and if we think back to the summer, one of the things that Newcastle under Steve Bruce did to, to look to continue kind of adding goals to the team was to go to Arsenal and say, we want to bribe Joe Willock on a permanent deal after an amazing six-month loan. And I remember coming from an Arsenal perspective, speaking to plenty of Arsenal fans that didn't want to see Joe Willett go. They they looked at that loan deal and like we've sent him on loan to get experience, to get Premier League experience, to get goals, and he's done everything that he could possibly have done to convince Arsenal fans that he deserves a shot. And yet when he left, there were still people who turned around and said this is a mistake. Which now, based upon what's happened at the start of the season, people are now saying that twenty five million pounds for Arsenal for Joe Willett looks like a good deal for us. So I guess it's a two part question. One, why hasn't it worked out? And do you think it'll work out for Newcastle in the long term? For me, it hasn't worked out because of the way the situation unfolded over the summer. I don't know if his agent was saying things in his ear about possible moves. I think Monaco was mentioned as, mm. as one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, first and foremost, let's go back to May. Newcastle beat Fulham. Joe Willett gets his goal, gets seven and seven. He gets Premier League record or equals a Premier League record. At that point, he was looking like a fantastic signing. He probably did, as Steve Bruce said, probably did too well, which pushed his price through the roof. Rightly so. He went on the Premier League stage. He showed he could do it and he helped Newcastle stay up. In fact, I'd probably go further and say he dragged Newcastle to safety because Mm. at one stage he got dropped. He kept coming off the bench, scoring equalisers, scoring winners. He was Newcastle's best player by far. And he he put that price tag on his own shoulders by working hard and showing what he could do. Now, the second part, why hasn't it worked out? Well, probably because it dragged on too much in the summer. He didn't really get to the pre-season stage with Newcastle. He was in and out of the team at Arsenal over pre-season. Um... I think Arsenal had plans to go to America and it, it didn't come off. And it was so disruptive for Joe Willock. He's then started the season. He's been just basically thrown into the team. Um, and perhaps because of that lack of preparation, things just haven't worked for him. I always said at the end of last season that 
is any player going to be able to score seven and seven? Doesn't matter if you're Alan Shearer, Andy Cole, Jackie Milburn, whoever. It's going to be difficult to hit those levels. You know, he was never going to start the season and score seven and seven again. And he hasn't even, to be totally honest, he hasn't even looked like scoring. If a new manager comes in, I'm pretty sure they'll get hold of him, get him playing again, have a look at his fitness plan. And I do believe he will come good again because he's he's, he's good enough and he's young enough. And the fans, the fans aren't going to be against him because of a you know a rough start to, to the new season. It's been rough for everybody in that team. Everybody hasn't played well, basically. So we have to look at it and say, uh, Joe Willick, it's an investment. They've got it in before the takeover. And I, I genuinely do believe he will come good again. And as Newcastle's team advance, I believe he will still be a big part of that. Mm. I, I genuinely do hope it works out for him because, it's, I mean, when he left, there was a huge kind of video compilation put together by Arsenal. We don't like seeing the Haaland kids fail. There's always that regret that builds up when you see players like, say, Serge Gnabry go off to Bayern Munich and absolutely smash it and other players like Daniel Marlin now at Borussia Dortmund. But you do want to see the, the young kids that have been at the club since their, their, their single digits uh, coming through and uh, and succeeding elsewhere. So I do hope that he does find his, his, his shooting boots again and gets through. Last question, Lee, for you regarding kind of more generally about the takeover and from an Arsenal perspective. How worried do you think Arsenal fans should be about this? Because it's very difficult right now with the, the situation and the, the position in the table to to feel threatened, I think, to, to put it bluntly. But there's a long, long process to, to take forward from here. And if Newcastle do survive this season, which is very, very possible, depending on who comes in and what job they do, it could quickly build up. I mean, I remember reading, I think it was Swiss Ramble's breakdown of the finances. And I mean, it's not going to happen, but there's an effective freedom to spend as much as 600 million in one window if they wanted to, which is crazy. Um, which ironically is brought about by the lack of spending in previous years from Mike Ashley. So how do you feel about how threatening Newcastle will be in the coming years, especially if they do manage to stay up this season? Yeah, well, firstly, I think it's, you know, one day, it was only a month ago, we went to bed, a team that were fighting relegation. We woke up and we were covering the, the richest club in the world. If only it was as easy as that, because Newcastle at the moment have got uh, about 10, 12 games before Christmas where they can't spend any money and they can't change the personnel. So really the short term of it is that Newcastle need to get their act together on the pitch, uh, whoever's in charge. Secondly, how much of a threat is it to other teams? Uh, if, if it's going to go as well as it's gone for Manchester City, then it's a big threat. You know, if it's, you know, look at down the road for you guys, Queen's Park Rangers, they had a big takeover. They put a lot of money in, if you remember. They couldn't get it right. They got relegated and they are where they are now. So th there is no guarantee. There never, there never has been. You know, maybe I'm a bit older, but I'm going back to the early 90s. Blackburn Rovers, they had loads of money. They won the league. They did very well. Derby County also had loads of money. They couldn't even get into the Premier League in, in the end. Do you know what I mean? So it, it's never a guarantee, but the figures were being told about. The ambition of the people in Saudi Arabia, we've already spoke, they seem confident that they're going to turn Newcastle into a force again. That's exactly what Newcastle fans need to hear. Uh, but Firstly, let's get first things first. 
they need a manager, they need a structure in place, and they need to stay up. And that's as far as that we should be looking, really. Dreaming about winning a title, dreaming about winning a cup, that might have to be for another day because at the moment they're in such a serious plight that they need to uh, get things right uh, in terms of personnel. Absolutely. Lee, thank you all so much for your time, mate. Really appreciate nice. you coming on the no show. Uh, tell people where they can find you. Yeah, I mean, it's not hard on, on Twitter. Um, <laughs> Lee, under, Lee underscore Ryder on there. People usually find me quite easily. Um, and yeah, doing a bit on YouTube these days as well. Not quite so many subscribers on there uh, as, as, as the sort of younger uh, journalists and bloggers have got. But yeah, we're on there now as well. So we're taking a look at that. And obviously the most important one, chroniclelive.co.uk, which is uh, where all the latest Newcastle news uh, and views is going on there. So uh, plenty to read on there at the moment, I can trust mm. you. Absolutely. And if you want to stay up to date with all the latest, then, of course, this crazy story with Unai Emery and which way it's going to go, make sure you are staying in tune with Chronicle Live. And you can follow our own coverage of the situation over on football.london as well. We will see you very soon. Please make sure, if you haven't already, to drop a like and a subscription on today's video and check out Lee's stuff as well over on his social medias, which is rolling across the bottom of your screen. Now, thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, keep following us down the Arsenal way. Oh,